Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Nakia Walker, who we're going to talk all things LinkedIn and lead generation using LinkedIn, which I am super excited about. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to talk all about LinkedIn. Awesome. Me too. I know this is a hot topic for my audience, especially recently. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about you, kind of your story, who you are, um, just for anyone listening who uh, isn't familiar with you yet. So if I go back a little bit, um, so I actually started in the e-commerce world selling on Amazon. And um, that's where I got my first break um, doing my first seven figures. And then over time, I was like, you know what, I'm, I had enough and I was like, it's time to make a change. And so I started working with two different lead generation companies with the second one, that's where I was introduced to LinkedIn and seeing it work. So let me share a little bit. So basically, a lot of the social media stuff that I learned back then, uh, when I was in my e-commerce days, I learned a lot about attraction marketing. And I was always getting these cold messages and it'd be so icky. And I remember telling myself, I'm never going to do that. I'm always just going to post and just wait for people to reach out to me and so forth, because that worked really well. So when I saw this, going back to the lead gen company, when I saw them sending out these pitches on LinkedIn and I saw the, the, the CEOs of seven, eight figure businesses were responding, jumping on calls, signing four and five figure contracts on a monthly basis for these clients. They were in the IT world. And I remember thinking like, okay, hold on here. What are they doing? Because from what I experienced, my own personal experience, when I got cold DMs, for me, I always ran away from these people because the messages just weren't good. And so I think one of the biggest things that I learned was that if the call messages were good, people would respond and it's actually very effective. And so basically, story made short is um, that owner ended up turning around and advising me. And that's how the Connectors Club was born. Um, and so now I take a very interesting take when it comes to the cold DMs because I know how it feels when I receive them. And so I kind of, I like to say I apply my client attraction stories um, experience with the way I would create social media posts and combine it with cold outreach. And I found that has worked so well and people tend to warm up to these type of messages and it does really well in terms of encouraging people and inspiring people to jump on calls. So that was kind of like my little story of how I got started in the cold. I love that too, because I, I feel the same way. Like I talk a lot about cold pitch emails and the way to do them properly, because when I switched to services and coaching, I got my first probably 10 clients from cold pitch emails. So they do work. It's just kind of like a mindset thing. I think because we've we've all gotten so many that are very ick that we're like, ew, I'm never doing this strategy, like you said. Yeah. And I like how you brought up mindset. And a lot of it too is 
um, rewiring your mind around what a cold DM is. Because one of the things I started realizing is that we get, sometimes we get such a bad, receive such a bad experience from it and therefore automatically close ourselves to it. When, like you said, it's one of the best ways to sign clients. Um, it's one of the best ways to even connect with people. And uh, what I like to say, this is just a saying I like to say a lot to clients is like the whole idea of sending a cold pitch, a cold DM is that you're getting in front of people who have thought of you, but haven't reached out to you yet or someone who didn't even know they needed you until you reached out to them. So I always get like these responses from prospects where it'll be like, Nikki, I wish I met you earlier. And that's what, that's what cold DM is about is you're trying to connect with people who need you. And there's people who need people with the services that you're offering in general. I love that. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, you have a solution and it's not like you're saying like, Hey, give me your money. It's like, I am making you aware of this and that I am here to connect with you and give you more information to make an informed decision. If you want to move forward, if this is right for you. Yeah. I love that frame of mind. Cause I mean, we pitch so many times, like even just like connecting with a new person online, not necessarily like to pitch, but just to reach out to them. And I always have to tell myself, because as a huge introvert, it can be a lot of mindset, like, oh, they're going to get mad. Um, They're not going to reply. They're going to like think badly about me or all the things that go on in our heads. So I always just ask myself, like when I'm having that hesitation right before I hit send, I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like they're not going to reply. That's okay. Yeah. And the best thing, the best advice I ever got was get comfortable with no's because that's what's going to take you to getting to your six figures or millions. And I like how you mentioned that is that it's scary. And I have to admit, when I first started doing it for myself, I was like, this is scary. Like, especially if you have a background when you're just used to just doing inbound. When I say inbound, I mean, that's when you're doing social media posts, just to clarify. And a lot of people get so nervous to pitch that they don't end up doing it and they're missing out on opportunities. And the truth is, is that you're not bothering people. Like, I like how you mentioned that main fact. A lot of people think like, I'm bothering them. They're going to think it's scammy. And it's like, no, if the message that you're sending talks to them and speaks to them, they're going to respond to you. They're going to be very curious about what you offer, but it has to be something they need. Like, if it's some random person blasting out a template, you know what I'm talking about, like a templated message. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to, that's when people are bothered is when they don't need it. And even so, like you said, if they say no and they're like, Hey, I don't need it. That's okay. A lot of people, surprisingly, especially on LinkedIn is they're very polite. They'll just say, Hey, no, thank you. But thank you for connecting. I still connected. So like, it's really not as scary as people think. Like that's how business works. You need to reach out to people. You need to expand in order to get business. It works in a whole loop, right? So, yeah, I love what you said too about um, inbound and outbound. I always say you need both. You can't, like, yes, I rely heavily on the inbound, but I still need to do outbound because inbound can only do so much. You still have to actively show up and put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah, um, I have this framework where I split it up things in a in a reverse step for people that I work with on LinkedIn. And what I usually say is to start off with outbound, because a lot of times people start off with inbound because it's the most easiest way. But what I found is that when you're doing inbound, a lot of people have to learn how to use social media, how to do this. And then they get burned out and they're like, I'm so burned out. Mm-hmm. It's not working because people are not reaching out. And so what people don't realize is that when you're doing inbound, 
And remember, I'm very pro inbound. That's how I started is that a lot of times people have to develop trust first. People watch their posts like they have to see it at least 11 to 17 times before most of the time they'll reach out where outbound is very fast, right? You have that right messaging. So when I say messaging, I want to get a little bit more clear is that I don't believe in, hey, how are you? Um, because we're not in 1999 anymore. People know that you're reaching out for something. So I like to have, just have the real conversation and get to the point. And so what I would do usually do in a message is I like to create a nice little, me- I call it message statements, but they're really, really nice pitches, but indirect. So meaning you would say, for example, hey, helping, I don't know, for example, like helping coaches get to 50K in two months. I'm just giving an example. And then you would write something like that. And usually the, the idea is that the person would be like, huh, happy to connect. Can you tell me more about this? Um, and so you're indirectly pitching, but you're not saying, hey, buy my stuff, right? But I believe that's why outbound is so fast. And like you said, it's crucial to do as well. If you're wanting to inbound, definitely outbound needs to be part of your strategy because you can put out a campaign. When I say campaign, a series of messages. And then you can start booking calls the same day within two hours and then start seeing traction. So it's a very fast traction. Um, and I like how you said that's how you got your first 10 clients. I did this um, at the time I had no case studies and no results. And I got my first two clients in my first month. So I think if you're a person that you're just starting out, you need to get on LinkedIn because people are very receptive and the trust can be built faster because you just jump on a call in. Yeah. And you just take it from there. So. I love that. Yeah. I always talk about like, if, if you need money right now, inbound is, is long-term, it's going to like be slow burn. If you need money right now, if you need a new client right now, you have to go out and like do the work with outbound methods like this. Yeah. And the thing with outbound is, so let me back up a bit. I always say to people, you always need someone in your pipeline. So if you're a business and you're doing outbound and you have no one in your pipeline, you're in jeopardy. Like you need to always have people in your pipeline. So that's what outbound allows you to do. You're connecting with people. There's so many benefits. You're connecting with people, but you're talking to your ideal client. And then you potentially have that opportunity to jump on a call. So it's like you said, like it's one of the quickest ways to just jump on a call. So even if they're like, oh, I just want to hear you out or I just want to connect. Sometimes that call can turn into that. Um, and so it's it's a great practice to learn how to pitch and get comfortable with it. And then you just get better. You get better faster, actually, because usually with inbound, right? You know, when you're creating your social media posts, it usually takes a few tries. You have to tweak your messaging, continue to post and post and see what people click with. But with outbound, like you said, it's so fast. So if you see no one responding, you're like, okay, I sent out 50 messages. No one responded. Okay, time to tweak. And you could do that within two days where inbound, it's more long, it's a slow burn, longer term, it does work. But most times, most people don't know their, they don't know what to say when it comes to their mm-hmm. social media um, in order to get people to trust them fast. So it's a more of a slow burn that gives a good reward. But outbound, like you said, it's just, fa- you could test way faster. Yeah. What would you say for somebody listening right now? Because I can like envision people listening like, oh, I want to start doing this. Like, where should you start when... Like if you've not really been using LinkedIn much, but you've been wanting to, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm going to like this, I think this is going to work for me. I'm going to like test it out and start sending these messages and trying to connect with people. What is like the first thing or the first few things that somebody should do? So the first thing, and this may be a very unpopular opinion, 
is not worrying about having the perfect profile. Now, this is very widely taught where everyone's like, oh, optimize your profile, go to the about me page. Nothing's wrong with those things, but you can just simply start, you know, I'll give you the steps, but you can really just start sending messages. Even if you had a very simple profile, just saying, hey, this is what I do. And that's it. Like, it doesn't have to be filled with tons of information. Um, the goal is that you need to start. The reality is, is that people are going to read your message. They're going to read your message. And if they resonate, they're going to respond regardless if there's a website or not, um, because they're having a conversation with you. You're right there. Um, but I would say the first thing is definitely take that out of your mind that you need to have a fully optimized profile. And the next step is that you need to... So the first question I usually ask people is, and this is common amongst a lot of business owners, we usually have multiple things that we're offering. And you don't have to sh- share everything that you're offering in that one message. Choose one offering that you feel attracts the most people and then work around the messaging around that. So once you figure out that one program that you want to offer, then you're kind of working backwards. So you're like, okay, who am I going to go after? So you need to know who your target market is. So once you know your offering, you need to know who your target market is. And so a lot of people, when they think of target market, they think of, oh, let me, this is my ideal client avatar. So they think of, oh, they're single, divorced, I don't know, they drink coffee. This is not the type of ideal avatar I'm talking about. I'm talking about you need to get specific, like go on LinkedIn and search the type of people you'd want to work with and see who they are and see if you could find similar people. So if that's coaches, okay, what type of coaches? We need to go deeper than that. Um, maybe I get a little deep here, but. Like you need to go a little bit deeper than just coaches. Like what type of coach they are, what coach are they? Um, how many years of experience they have? Like who do you want to target and you want to segment them? So if you're going to start, just choose one target market, one person, ideal, ideal client that you want to go after and find similar people like that. Um, once you do that, you need to know what your results and transformation is. Because this is what's going to help you create your connection message. If you're going to start anything, you don't even have to worry about all the follow-up messages that you're usually going to do. Your connection message is gold. A lot of people, when they create the connection message, they usually keep it empty. And it's like, why are you wasting it? I do that. I, I'll just say I do that. I just like click the button and just <laughs> let's connect. Right. Yeah. But you see with that, you can do it that way. But a lot of times, if you don't have experience with learning, like knowing how to have the conversation and shifting it into what you're wanting to talk about, it gets very intimidating and hard. Right. So what I say is that you use the connection message as a way to get the prospect to then respond to you. So what I like to say is you could either ask them a question about themselves. So when I say that, something that they could talk about themselves. Hey, like, give me one tip. Um, what is one thing you would recommend anyone that's looking for a coach? Like something around that. I'm just using coach as an example. And usually people are ready to respond and they'll be like, yeah, so this is what I recommend and so and so and so. And then you're like, oh, thank you so much for sharing. Right. So it gets easier because they already responded to you. And then you can shift the conversation. And so we're getting a little deeper there, but you can shift the conversation into then introducing yourself and then asking a really good CTA around whatever you're offering. Um, but if we're making it very simple is you need to know who your target market is. Um, and then when you're creating a connection message, I su- suggest having a question or if you have a really good message statement that is results or transformation oriented. I, I always do like looking to connect would be the first line. And the next line would be like a message statement or even a question. And then it then encourages the prospect. It makes it way easier for the person if they're like, okay, tell me more. Or what is this about? Or th- whether they answer the question, then you have a conversation. And so the connection message, if you can nail that, 
whatever that message statement, most business owners have message statements. So I think that's the easiest way to start. And then you start putting it out there and testing out. And what I would say too, is don't just get discouraged with no's. Um, I love to get no's. What you don't want is a silent campaign, meaning no one responds because then you don't know what to change. So if you're continuously getting someone saying no, we're talking more about optimizing now, but you're getting someone that continually says no, then you know you have to make something, some shift in your messaging or you need to change your target market a bit, like something's off. But I wouldn't go right ahead if you know for sure coaches is your ideal audience. It means there's something off of your messaging. And usually that's the case. And a lot of times people sometimes get more detailed than no. They'll just be like, oh, I don't need that right now. Or like when you see those reoccurring messages, you know, okay, so I need to tweak my messaging. Use use your messaging as an opportunity to repel and attract, right? So if you see they're saying certain things, start putting it in the messaging. But that was a long-winded answer, but the connection message is gold. And if you have to just start there, just start there. Looking to connect, put a message statement or pitch, but don't ask them to buy your program. Just put an indirect pitch and whoever's attracted to it will respond. I love that. Yeah. And I I, I think as a multi-passionate, I was like so excited when you said about like, think about your your audience for one specific offer, the offer that you are going to focus on and hopefully lead them to. Because yeah, I was thinking like, you know, if I was reaching out to try to find people for my VIP day, that's not necessarily the same people as like a group program that I'm running. Like they're two totally different people. They're at two totally different stages. They're focused on different things. So yeah, I love that. And that's just going to help you figure out who to connect with and find on LinkedIn. Exactly. And I also like to say, I don't know if I said this, is that when you get on a sales call, you focus on one offer and then you could talk about all your programs on the sales call, right? But for that specific moment, just focus on one and you'll start to figure it out. You'll start to see like what people are interested in, like you said, and um, it's it's an opportunity to refine. And once you figure out those kinds of people, you can start to get more and more of those type of people. And then the booking calls get easier and the closing sales get easier because it's the same people over and over again, if that makes sense. I love that too. And I'm I'm just thinking like how I can do this now. And I'm you, like, you, you, you can do it. Um, I think it would really work, work with what you're doing. Honestly, it works really good with coaches. Like if you're teaching something or you have a service, it works really well, even for products. But it has to be like a B2B, like you're looking for retailers or something. It can't be like you're selling one you know, item for $20. Like it has to be like an actual mm-hmm. service or um, it could be a product, but it has to be very strategic, right? Partnerships, someone, a B2B like, or a professional, you know what I mean? So it has to be very specific. Like it could be if I, like for my next annual introvertpreneur summit, if I was looking for sponsorships. Yes. Or even if you wanted more people, I like how your mind's going. Or if you want more people <laughs> to attend. You can start reaching out to entrepreneurs and say, yeah, yeah, I have this summit going and I wonder if you want to join, like it's from so-and-so from this time. And you'd be surprised people would be very open. It's just obviously you'd have to have a very clear, um, I don't want to say pain point, but inspire them to jump on. Like, why should they jump on the call? Right. So just having that unique advantage. But yes, summits, participants, sponsors, even awareness, like going after your first connections, like all this stuff I was talking about is people who you're not connected with yet. But if you have connections already that you know would be interested in that, it's even easier because they're warm. Yeah, that's where you could be like, hey, I I know we've like chatted a bit before or like on a different platform. I just wanted to like touch base and, you know, 
Because people don't, I, I always think like, and I, I think a lot of us think this is like, you know, if I'm doing email, if I'm posting on Facebook too, like we think that everyone sees everything we're sharing and they do not. Like I've been shocked at how like I have talked about something, the doors are closing like on this date. And then I've had like 10 people afterwards, like I totally missed this. And I'm like, I've posted about it every day. I've emailed every day. <laughs> and that's why they say 11 to 17 touch points. Right. It's usually because people have to keep on seeing it over and over again. People are busy. And that's why no one should ever feel like they're bothering people. Because the truth is people get busy or they may have not seen your first message. So that's another thing, too, is that I also incorporate follow ups. And you'll be surprised how many people are like, oh, thank you so much for like reaching back out to me. And they don't even know me yet. And they're thanking you. Right. So if you have something to offer, people want you to keep on reaching out until they tell you stop contacting me. That's a good point too, because I've gotten some emails where I've like, I've read it. I'm like, okay, I want to like go back in and respond later. And then I forget. And then they followed up and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for following up because I really wanted to reply to this, but I forgot it like got drowned in my inbox. So I'm like, yeah, thank you for following up. I love people just, and it's not like you're bothering people with follow-ups. It's just like, Hey, I'm just touching base. I'm just like, I know like our inboxes or our like message inboxes are busy. So I just want to make sure it didn't get lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, everything's in a follow-up and once you get really good at messaging on LinkedIn, most of the time people will just start responding right at the connection message. Like that's how good you want to get is that they start responding right at the first message and you don't even have to get into the follow-up messages. Um, you just get right into the conversation. That's what makes it fun. Um, so that's why I say mm-hmm. never keep it blank. Try to start the conversation there. I love that. I was just going to see. So I am like, I, I need to get back into LinkedIn because I just loaded it and I'm like, I know I'm terrible because right now I have 45 unread messages. Girl. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Yeah. And like, I mean, you don't have to go back through those 45, but you could just really just get into it. If you know exactly who you're targeting, just find those people and then start sending connection messages to them, craft a message, a clear message of whatever your goal is, um, and then see the magic start to happen. Um, people will start connecting and having a conversation. And if they connect and don't say anything, that's okay. You'll have that follow-up message, right? Ready to go in, which could be like an intro or a highlighting your results. Um, what I found really works well too. So this is like a really timid that I figured out. So everyone always preaches doing short messages. Like you hear this everywhere. Oh, do short messages. Cause everyone's like attention span is very short, but I discovered that even doing long messages works really well. Meaning that you would take the time to show your passion. So it gives you time to be specific about what you're looking to do, what your, what your CTA is. So maybe you're starting the first line being, Oh, are you looking to do a VIP day around systemizing your business? And then you can go on about introducing yourself and showing your passion and then doing a CTA and I find that works really well because people can exude that. So like if you're really passionate and you write a long message, people do read it and usually book. I, I kind of like that myself. I'm I'm like, just like, give me more info right off the bat. Like, don't make me fish for it. <laughs> so. And I think that's why people love it. Even though it goes against the grain, but I always like to test different things despite what the norm everyone says. And long messages really do well on LinkedIn. So it's it probably it supports what you're saying is people appreciate it because they don't have to like go back and forth. They see it right there. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, so I would love for you to share, like if anyone listening to this is like, I, I so want to do this. I so think this is going to be beneficial and work for my business. Um, how do you typically work with people? So right now I do a, I have two different packages right now. So it's more so a done with you where we, it's kind of like coaching, but I'm more very, I'm more executing. So we would go on a call, we'd get clear on a lot of things that I do for done for you clients, but it's that I would write the messaging and then um, you would, I would tell you, I'll give you an action plan. And then you would go out there and do the work yourself on LinkedIn. And it goes through phases each month of different things that we touch on. Um, until you get something that's winning, like till you start booking calls. Um, and then I have the done for you where this is more touchless. Um, so what, what people get in that is I take over the prospecting process. And then so I do everything, the messaging management, everything, create whatever we need to create. All the coaches do usually, it's usually coaches and speakers. They'll usually just jump on the calls once someone is engaged. So we basically take over that process and people seem to appreciate it. Some people surprisingly don't really like the process. I do though. So <laughs> I love that. I love that you have the two options too. Cause I know some people would be like, oh, you know, I, I, I want to be the one like actually sending the messages and like building that like personal connection. So I love that you have like the two different packages like done with you and done for you for people who are ready to just be like, yeah, do it all. <laughs> just, right. Yeah, exactly. Just, just do it. Um, I don't like, and then I'll just do the calls and like connect with people once they're ready to, to book or learn more. Exactly. Yeah. That's really what it is. And they do like resources and stuff too. And I try to just educate people on LinkedIn and say, Hey, don't be scared about it. Like your audience on there. I do like, if you have a service-based business, you should be on LinkedIn. Like the audience is there. Yeah, definitely. Leaving signs on the table. Definitely. And I love it. I love your your focus on like the outbound because so many things I've heard about LinkedIn is like, like you said, all about like the profile, having a perfectly optimized and on-brand profile, creating content, which again, that's not like that's long-term like attraction, building your audience that way. And then also like using groups and all these other things. Whereas I feel like this is really powerful and really fast, like networking connection. You can just build your business on LinkedIn. Like a lot of, a lot of the people I've worked with don't even have a social media presence. They're not doing any of the stuff that we know. Like you have to do the Facebook group, the social media, like you can literally just start connecting and just get going and grow your business on there. And that's all you, you need to really do is make the connections start sending messages and that's saying get people on calls or whatever the CTA is. That's the beauty of LinkedIn. It's very, it's very fast. It's kind of like cold email. One thing I was going to ask you, and I, I don't know if I'm correct on this, but I, I've always felt like when it came to LinkedIn, it was kind of like in terms of like messaging, it's less, I feel like energy draining and hustle because I feel like with LinkedIn, it's like, there's no expectation like there is with Facebook Messenger that you need to like reply right away. It's like you can go in once a day and respond to messages or every other day. Like it doesn't it's not it doesn't need to be as instantaneous. Would you agree with that with responding to messages and like keeping up with your connections and stuff? Yeah, you know what? I when now that you point it out, it is true. It's more like a it is more slower like you're not expected to respond right away. But people are on there. They're lingering on there. We have the apps on the phone. We're lingering and 
responding, but you're right. Like, I don't have that expectations. Like usually I have that in my mindset where I'm like, okay, when I send a message, I know they're going to respond eventually. So now that you pointed out, it is true. I don't expect a right away response. It's just whenever people respond, so they may take a day or two. Cause like you said, I think people on LinkedIn, they just kind of drop in mm-hmm. and then they go back out. And then if they know they have something of interest, they'll just go back in. Cause I probably check my LinkedIn for myself like once or two times a day, like depending. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really hanging out on there. Like face- Facebook, you're on there. Yeah. Even Instagram DMs too. I feel like there's all like, it might just be in our heads, but it almost feels like there's a pressure that you like have to respond right away. <laughs> so that's why I avoid, I ditched um, that part of social media. But yeah, I feel like LinkedIn is just more relaxing almost. It's more slow burn. Like it's like a, yeah, you're just relaxed. You send a message. You're like, okay, they're going to respond. It, yeah. It's very laid back and people are very respectful because it's a professional platform, right? So people are not going to be like getting mad or it's, it's very, people are very open and people are very open to opportunities there. So I think that's why pitching works well. Like, don't make, get me wrong. Pitching does work. It can work really well on Facebook and Instagram, but it requires a r- way different strategy because as you know, people are very against cold DMs on there. So you have to write and craft the messages way different than how you do it on LinkedIn um, to just to get someone on a call. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like it would take more time too on, I, I found that like, um, especially Instagram DMs, it feels like it's, it's almost like really casual. So it, it feels like, you know, like it, you need to build up that conversation longer before you pivot into like, Hey, I have this, or I think this might like, would you be interested? Yeah, you have to build up. I have been testing it on my own. Cause I like to test on my strategies first. Um, and what I've been testing is like video. So doing a video and then without it and with it, like with text. Um, and that seemed to do well. Like I got a lot of responses and like people actually booking calls. So that really worked. It was an interesting method to see work. But yes, for the most part, most people have to have a full conversation. But I'm sure you got to know me. I'm very straight to the point. So I'm always looking to figure out, okay, how can I get straight to the point? So I think this strategy be, will be a next one, but I'm still testing it. Right now, my my main focus is LinkedIn. Um, that'll be always my my baby. So that's that's where I'm focusing on for now. I love that. Yeah. And I know that I know that most people listening like are introverts and this is going to be like a little bit outside their comfort zone. So doing it on a platform like LinkedIn, I think is is the best place to start and work off of because yeah, I mean, I feel like social media, Facebook, it's it's a little bit of hustle energy draining. And I've always felt like LinkedIn is just more, I don't know, relaxed, um, like casual. Like it's it's just yeah. it, it feels easier to build those connections. Yeah. Yeah. And especially someone's an introvert, I, I would even suggest just starting a conversation talking about their family and saying, oh, hey, like, here's a little bit about me. Um, I have, if you're a mom, it depends, right? Hey, I like doing dancing, talking about your hobbies and stuff and get people talking and say, hey, tell me, you're like, how about you? Like, uh, do you currently have any hobbies? And I think that's a great way. Like, that's how I started conversations in the beginning. Um, and I think it works really well. As you grow your confidence, you'll get better and better and you can get way more straight to the point. But I think like if, people are introverts and they're very nervous about it. Just start having a normal conversation, talk about yourself and then ask about them genuinely mm-hmm. about their life and family. I think that's a good thing to start. Yeah. Cause people love, people love talking about themselves. So if you're asked, if you're showing like genuine interest in like um, starting the conversation off that way, it's definitely 
going to actually be, you're, you're going to get responses. Exactly. Well, this, this has been awesome. I'm very um, inspired. So <laughs> I now have LinkedIn open on a tab. I'm going to go through my messages and I am going to like put it on my task list every day to like go in and like start to focus and use LinkedIn a little bit more because I, yeah, even if it's like five to 10 people a day, you reach out to like, it doesn't have to take long five to 10 people a day. That's it. And then log out. I love and then this. Check following day. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Like I've learned so much, <laughs> I feel like, and I just feel ready to tackle it. So I'm sure everyone listening is going to be as well. And we will have um, your link in the show notes. So everyone can go check that out if you want to connect more and dig into LinkedIn more or work with her to craft your perfect like LinkedIn lead generation strategy or just hand it off and have it done for you <laughs> um, if you'd prefer that. Because I know some introverts are probably like, yeah, I just I just want to hand it off. Like, let's just let's just get the results and and I'll just you know, it might be the best thing for you if you find it really hard or really energy draining or really stressful. Doesn't mean that you can't do it. You can work with somebody like Nakia and have her do it for you. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. This is amazing. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. I love talking about these stuff. Yeah. It's been awesome. I know so many people are going to love this episode, so I can't wait to share it. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.